Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen This is Dr. Zero, her loving husband Cornelius, and little Milo. The most dangerous to man is little Milo. Why? The time is 1973. The place is right here on Earth. How did they get here? What is their reception? Welcome, gentlemen, to the United States. Escape from the planet of the apes. Their adventures are completely fresh, completely new. Astonishingly different from what you experienced in Planet of the Apes and beneath the Planet of the Apes. At first, feared and imprisoned. Well, why doesn't she take it? Because I loathe bananas. I don't believe it. Sarah, are you mad? Until we know who our friends are and who our enemies... And how in the name of God are we to know that unless we communicate? We can speak, so I spoke. President, the President convenes a special board of inquiry. Have you a name? Zero. Does the other one talk? Only when she lets me. (laughs) Embraced by our civilization, the nation gives them a hero's welcome. Address, please. To Zoom. (laughs) And you share the impact of every incredible moment. The relentless chase. The stunning climax. was Washington thrown into a turmoil by this one baby. Stop him! Escape from the planet of the apes. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. We continue the cinematic journey that is January of the Apes. With 1971's Escape from the Planet of the Apes, as you heard several times during that trailer. Escape from the planet of the apes. (laughs) But first. (gasps) Yes, Steve? Babe, I'm a little parched. You are? I am. Well, that's a good thing, because we have beer. Oh, oh, thank God. (laughs) Would have been awkward. Alrighty. If I were to be satiated by your tears. I'm just going to cry for 40 minutes into this cup and we'll drink I get straight from the source. Baby apes, your tongue is so papery like a cat. <laughs> you have a bottle opener? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Right here. Ooh, this is a cute one. Oh, this looks like a, like a, some sort of couple. Something you would give out at a wedding, but they're dressed like otters. <laughs> 
That sounds like us, all right. <laughs> it's one of our wedding bottle openers. That's right. We had bottle openers with our faces on it, with us dressed as otters. Yeah, because we rock. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, so we have, for beer, for Moylan's Brewing, we have Chelsea Moylan's Porter. Love, loyalty, and friendship. Brewed and bottled by Moylan's Brewing Company, Nevada, California. 5% alcohol by volume. Nice. Chelsea Moylan's Porter. The Irish brewers of Dublin brewed the porter style until the mid-1970s, and we here at Moylan's have decided to revive this classic brew. Chelsea Moylan's Porter is rich, robust porter, cleverly crafted to integrate the aromas and flavors of espresso coffee, uh, espresso coffee malt and bittersweet chocolate malt. Inspired by our founder's daughter, Chelsea, we hope to begin a new tradition of brewing an American-Irish-style porter uh, that any black beer lover will enjoy. You know, Steve, you know how I feel about beer. Once you go black, you never go back. <laughs> black beers matter, too. Hashtag, yeah. And here goes my top. Oh, my top. Oh, my. Oh, it smells like chocolate, Steve. And the pour. Yeah, that is a nice dark, dark brown beer with some ruby highlights. It has a beautiful dark khaki colored head. That is a dark head on that beer. Mmm. Mm. Yeah, very yeah. chocolatey aroma. Yeah, chocolatey, a little bit of roast on it, but yeah, definitely. More chocolate than coffee, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all right. Steve's going in for the taste. Oh, what does he think? He's swishing it around. He's staring at the bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good and chocolatey and yeah, that is fucking smooth. Yeah, it is. That's a good beer. Mm. Guys, 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 go get some oil chocolate porter, like right mm. now. Yes, excellent beer. Mm-hmm. So escape from the planet of the apes. Yeah. From director Don Taylor. Who's he, Steve? Uh, ninety-five credits to his name, more than even uh, Ted Post in the last Ooh. one. Uh, dozens of TV things. This, uh, the Island of Doctor Moreau, the nineteen seventy-seven <gasps> one. Oh, not our favorite one. No, no, no. Uh, Damien Omen Two. Ooh. Uh, a lot of TV movies, um, and unfortunately he passed away in 1998. Aw, rest um, in peace. But again, written by Paul Dean from uh, the yeah. last one. <laughs> uh, again, writer of Goldfinger, Murder in the Orient Express, um, and three or four of these uh, Planet of the Eight movies. Yeah. Starring Roddy McDowell and Kim Hunter as uh, Cornelius and Zira. Oh my god, they're so good. So good. There's even a brief appearance by uh, M.M. at Walsh, uh, one of our favorite character actors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back when he was super young. I know, almost didn't recognize him. Yeah, it was like, that kind of looks like him, but like with color in his hair. Yeah. Right? Um, and of course, Ricardo Montalban. Oh my. As Armando. Is, is there any role that Ricardo Montalban doesn't just fucking own? Nope. Oh, he chews up the scenery in this, and I'm so into it. Ricardo May Tilman? March Tilman? Yeah, <gasps> we can. We'll work on this. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. <laughs> May Cardo Montalban? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Coming next month. But we start out on the California coast. Yeah. There's helicopters. Oh. Um. And we find that there's a spaceship floating in the water near the beach. <gasps> that that looks like one of the spaceships that crashed in one of the last movies. Oh my god. But 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 this is present day because there's military jeeps and all kinds of vehicles just coming to the beach and pulling it ashore. 
men in army uniforms, decorated generals. So they beach the ship and they open it up and there's astronauts inside. <gasps> They're coming inside. They got their helmets on, full suited, all suited up. All the generals and military personnel stand at attention, salute them, and then realize, oh shit, those are apestronauts. <laughs> apestronauts! Which they called them that in this movie. They did later in the movie. I'm like, oh man, I thought I was clever. <laughs> uh, but as soon as they reveal that it's uh, it's uh, Cornelius and Zira, that it's roll credits, go through that. We also get a jazzy little number by the uh, person who did the music in this movie. Jerry Goldsmith. Who's he, Steve? Oh, he's music for, like, all the big blockbusters. Like, yeah, he is. He, whenever John Williams is busy, you get <laughs> Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> and it's interesting because the music in this one is not reminiscent of the other two at all no. and fits this one totally perfectly. Yeah. This one has such a different vibe than Beneath. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this one's more like, yeah, like jazzy little numbers, like late 60s, early 70s, like washboards and like bossa nova. And like, it's it, it's a weird little journey. And then I've written down uh, General Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah, the General 100% is Jack Nicholson. I don't know how it's not Jack Nicholson. Maybe it's his dad, but it's him. Mick Jackelson. <gasps> Mick Jackelson. <laughs> they're basically like, oh my gosh, how do these apes get in the spacesuits and get crash land? And where are they from? Well, they, blah, they're blah, really blah. well trained. They yeah. just won't touch their bananas. Yeah, they won't touch their bananas. By the way, they brought their own clothes with them. <laughs> in a carpet bag. In a carpet bag. We're, we're in the bag the female's carrying what <laughs> uh so yeah so they take him to the zoo there you don't let don't let us forget that they're in a cage next to a gorilla who's very sick yes yes they uh they feed him a dinner of oranges <laughs> and i love uh cornelius's face when he's like handing the oranges and he's like oh would you like an orange and he's like thank you <laughs> yoink more keep it coming <laughs> <laughs> Keep it coming. Give, give me at least three if there's three of us you know? <laughs> right. but but you know of course not saying a word because otherwise the reveal blow your cover yeah uh so yeah they're at the la zoo infirmary yeah they're next to uh a gorilla the gorilla and when all the humans leave they basically start talking to one another and it's like how do we travel oh we traveled back from 3955 to 1970 oh no they don't know that yet they haven't put that together yet that's not until she gets drunk. No, they don't oh, no, know no. where they are. They just, they, they don't know where they are. Oh, they so, th no, they didn't. Uh, so the doctor, whose name, uh, Dr. Dr. Milo. Milo. Yep. Sorry, I almost forgot. Uh, Dr. Milo rebuilt the spaceship and basically reversed the coordinates that were already in it. So they took off and basically backtracked Taylor's journey. He thinks that instead of going someplace, they may have gone some time. But remember, Cornelius thinks they're, Thinks, thinks they're crazy. He's crazy, and he's like, "This is just a theory. You have nothing to back it up." 
look around. <laughs> no, but they don't know oh, that. Yeah. Although Cornelius should know that because he's an archaeologist, we find out. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, so like Cornelius is like, no, no, no. I studied archaeology. I don't think that's where we are at all. And Zero's basically just like, I don't care where we are. I don't want to eat any bananas. Just oranges. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So it's like time travel. Of course. That's how the uh, the series continued after the end of uh, Beneath. The after Planet they Apes. blew it all up. They blew it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. After Char- Charlton Charlton Heston blew it all up. He's right. the one who had his finger on the trigger. Yeah. So, so yeah, they have uh, two doctors come into the, the zoo and, uh, uh, Lady Bad Glasses and yes. <laughs> uh, Dr. Cocky. <laughs> yeah. Doctor played by Sasha Baron Cohen. In the oh my God, 100%. But yeah, they, they run a bunch of tests. They're like, oh my gosh, they're incredibly responsive and very intelligent for apes and blah, blah, blah. And then they like basically have like a banana on a fish hook, <laughs> like dangling it over Zira. And uh, she stacks blocks to get up high enough to grab it, but she doesn't grab it. Like, why doesn't she take the banana? Because I loathe bananas. <laughs> of course, uh, Dr. Bad Glasses has to pass out because she's the blonde lady. Uh, Dr. Cocky is like, uh, perhaps we should uh, have a conversation then. <laughs> yeah. uh, but al- almost instantly, Dr. Milo gets a little too close to the gorilla in the other cage. Gets snagged by the gorilla. And it breaks his goddamn neck. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye, Dr. Milo. Gone too soon. So there were three, now there were two. <laughs> and then there were two. Meanwhile, in the White House, uh, the president's holding a cabinet meeting. Apparently they're talking apes in Santa Barbara. I'm sorry, Los Angeles. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Oh, they're apes. Uh, they landed a spaceship, and they brought clothes in a carpet bag, uh, and they're talking to our zookeepers. Oh, and they arrived in the ship that, uh, remember Captain Taylor, the, uh, good looking oh, yeah. that went over there? We, we, we sent a rescue team after him. How's yeah, that going? Yeah, yeah, Um, well, these guys came back, uh, but they're apes. So, so Dr. Taylor and the two guys who went to say it, save him came back as monkeys? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, th- these are totally different creatures. Um, they're a little more effeminate, for one. Uh, Roddy McDowell. Really? You know that guy? You ever heard that name oh, before? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the guy that we often confuse for a girl in yeah, movies. Yeah, he's the Except butch one. Ah, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Roddy McDowell. We love you so much. Yeah, yeah. Is he still alive? Oh, we'll find out. <laughs> Wait, is he a director named John? Then <laughs> I hate to talk bad about the dead. No, yeah. They're... Yeah, we're, we're Are we about to have a Dana Gould moment, Steve? No, no. Are we about to have a John Landis moment? Do I need to Google this? Nah, we're good. <laughs> uh, oh, turns out John Landis and Ryan McDowell hang out all the time. <laughs> so after the, uh, the 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 news breaks, basically all the different nations have their different like ten second news reports and kind of racist. Um, but then Ryan it, McDowell did pass away in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Take that! <laughs> <laughs> Take that! Take that, Steve's bull. track record. <laughs> also, please watch yourself, John Landis. Um, <laughs> please take care. Uh, so yeah, then the president holds a uh, a presidential inquiry where uh, the apes uh, go before a board and they start asking them questions. And and of course, the board's like, "Oh, cool! They're just gonna like do cool little parlor tricks. It's gonna be great." Um, <laughs> Until they soon realize that uh, they have proper British accents. And um, 
And of course, there's that the the wonderful line like, "Does the other one talk too?" Only when she lets me. Only when she lets me. <laughs> oh, they're just like every married couple. Steve, <laughs> do you talk when I let you? Occasionally. <laughs> Sometimes I even let you mumble on your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. 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 I, I agree 110%. Yeah. Yeah. So we get Welcome an explanation. married life, everyone. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um... Zira and Cornelius are so goddamn likable. Yeah, this movie, uh, this movie's like, it, it, it's a sitcom, basically. It's a rom-com. Yeah. The first half of it is a rom-com, and then it gets dark. <laughs> oh, it gets fucking dark. But yeah. You know what? If you redid this and didn't have it be apes, you just, like, made it some sort of movie where it's, like, a couple that for some reason, like, because, I don't know, they become, like, Instagram, like, famous or something. Yeah. And then, yeah, for some reason, the government wants to do to them that what the what happens with these two, that would be such it would, would that, that would be sort of a horror movie, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. The ending's fucking. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but yeah, basically, the uh, an explanation of the first few movies, like oh yes, Taylor went back, and there was the planet, and blah 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 blah. Oh, so you knew Colonel Taylor? Uh, I knew of him. We we bumped into him. Yeah. How, how's he doing? Oh, uh, you know, last we saw him, he was good. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. when we saw him, he definitely was leaving Ape City. Ew, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the humans we saw were leaving Ape City last Ew, we saw them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, living in the woods and stuff. But then the question begs. They, uh, they know that their world ended, but how do they know if they were on the spaceship? Because they saw it out the window. They saw it out the window. The whole world flashed into a ball of white light and then mushroom clouded. But they don't share that with the inquiry. No, they don't. They uh, they keep that firmly in their breast pocket. <laughs> uh, in a little bit, they they let Dr. Cocky know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they feel out. bad about lying to the inquiry, but they're definitely scared. And he basically is like, yeah, you should keep that to yourself. <laughs> And then, and then we get another another scientist who's brought in. Um, this is the evil scientist. We'll call him. I forget his name, but he's like being interviewed on the news, and we get that weird. Well, there's the weird thing where it's like he's talking about. Uh, there um, was an artist once who drew a landscape. He's talking about the because they were saying they were from Earth's future. They did tell the inquiry that. Yeah. And where they come from, that like humans are dumb. And apes speak, and they're using t- dumb in the sense of do not speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, apes run Ape City and have spoken this language since be- since before the beginning of time. How do they know this? Cornelius is an archaeologist, so he has all the credentials. And Zira has studied, not dissected, plenty yeah. of humans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, basically after the inquiry, they're, they're celebrities. They're like, oh, we'll give you a room at the Beverly Wilshire and a tour of the city. We'll get you some new clothes. It'll be great. And then there's like the, the suit makeover scene and the dresses. And... <laughs> Which is great. And I love the way they did it because it's fantastic. And Cornelius looks great in a suit. Yeah. It's also a guy in a monkey suit in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like they got the tone just right. Like, it's yeah. just enough humor and just enough, like, oh, look at him trying to fit into our world. Yeah. And I think they pick good outfits for both of them because... Oh, yeah. Like, like I, don't know, I was especially impressed with Zira because the clo- the the Ape City clothes, 
that she always wore in all the movies were very conservative. Yeah, they're like robes, basically. Yeah, but they were very covering. They weren't like togas. Yeah. And they gave her a very conservative dress in this. And, like, I appreciate that. Because they could have, like, tried to stick a monkey in a bikini kind of a thing. (laughs) And that wouldn't have worked with her character and just wouldn't have worked in general. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. But Dr. Branton is Dr. Ditsy. Dr. Otto. Otto, yes. Hasslein? Otto Hasslein? Hasslein, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. The German guy is the the evil guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. You should have guessed that. That makes sense. So Dr. German. (laughs) That checks out. Uh, But after the little little makeover montage, uh, they go to a fancy dinner party. And the the guest of honor. And uh, the host of the party is trying to get Zira drunk on... What was it? Grape Plus? Grape Juice Plus. Yeah, Grape Juice Plus. What's your favorite fruit, Zira? Grapes. <laughs> and there's also that weird seesaw thing that, like, two of the people yeah, wore. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was, that's just, like... I'm going to guess that's just the 70s being the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that. Uh, that, then, ju- that did feel very 70s, right? Yeah. Oh, not as 70s as the next scene when we cut to the next morning and Cornelius is in his wonderful bathrobe. Oh, Steve, you need that bathrobe. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> you need that bathrobe, babe. And Zero's it's... taking a bubble bath. and uh, how, is th- how is that thing? Very wet. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then there's a scene where, like, uh, they're doing like the city tour. Uh, they take Cornelius to a boxing match, and he is not a fan. It's like, oh, humans yeah. and their brutality. Everybody's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you think? And he's just like, I'm a pacifist, because because the chimps are pacifists. Yeah. They don't want to see people get hurt. They don't, or they don't want to see anything get hurt. They're so, vegetarians. So maybe a nice tour of the Museum of Natural History. See what's going on there. Uh, oh, that's Zim- a great place to take apes. Absolutely. Zero walks around, turns a corner, and there's a taxidermy gorilla. And she passes the fuck out. By the way, why did they let her wander off from the group? There's only three of them. How did they lose her? I have no idea. But, you know. But yeah, so they're like, oh no, the shock (laughs) of seeing this thing must must have just, you know, shaken the poor thing. Nope. She's preggers. She is pregnant. Um, so how? when did you know? Oh, since before we even found the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> like many, many months ago. I and didn't, to be I fair... I didn't mention it in the previous movies because, I mean, what's the point? No, they did. Um, in okay. Escape, wasn't she talking about how their baby was going to be raised on chimpanzee milk and not gorilla milk? And that's why it would be sweeter and oh, smarter? Oh, shit. You're absolutely right. Yeah. In uh, Beneath. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That makes... Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, they so, laid the they laid the groundwork. So then we immediately cut to uh, her talking about being pregnant as uh, as someone is smoking next to her and she's drinking more of the grape juice plus. Oh, so Dr. German pours her a huge glass of wine and she goes, oh, Dr. Cocky told me to only have a little bit of this. Oh, no, no, no. You can drink as much as you want. Mind yep. if I light up my cigarette? Oh, yeah. no problem. <laughs> Whatever, it's your customs. By the way, also her being pregnant in the last movie also accounts for the timeline in this one, as we'll find out shortly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Dr. He- Heinlein, or whatever his name is. Uh, Dr. German. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Dr. German uh, goes <laughs> to talk to the president, and he's basically like, this could bring about the end of the world. These apes are super smart and super strong, and 
if they continue to flourish, I mean, we're, we're this humans. is how they're going to take us over. And I've been meddling with my theory of space and time and how we can change it because it's a painting of 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 a painting until it's just a painting of 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 a painting instead of a painting of a landscape. And so if we change the landscape, then we change all the paintings. Yep, even throws in the baby Hitler argument. If we could take out of baby Hitler, how many countless people would we save? Do we need to quote Dana Gold <laughs> here for a minute? Because Dana Gold had some thoughts on this. Oh, go for it, babe. Uh, I believe Dana Gold's bit, I'm going to butcher this and I apologize, Mr. Gold, is along the lines of he'd like to go back in time and grab baby Charles Manson, take that baby, go further back in time, find baby Hitler, and beat baby Hitler to death with baby Charles Manson. And it would look weird at the moment. <laughs> I'm saving millions of people. These are very evil babies. But the president has a good point. Which, oh my god, what? A president in a movie actually has some good points? I know, it's weird. But it's he's like... 50 years ago. <laughs> right? God, how time has changed. Back when presidents were, uh, when they were, when they were like a normal shade, a human shade, and <laughs> not a tanning booth shade. Mm. Comment on our current president, not our past presidents. <laughs> what do you, why old you? Nice save, babe. Nice save. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he he points out, yeah, w- would we go back in time and kill baby Hitler or kill Hitler's mother? Is that fair to Hitler's mother to kill her? To, you know but, yeah to kill the mother to to destroy the baby or maybe go back several generations and wipe out the their the you know the whole thing because they don't yeah. know they they do know that the apes take over but the humans don't know how we do find out from Cornelius later but he never reveals this to said president and it turns out humans brought it on themselves yeah. so yeah they yeah basically at this point the president's like all right well we can't have him just being in the city until we find out exactly where they came from. Well, and so how the public loves them, and yeah. nobody wants to be the president who murders the public's favorite monkeys. Yeah. So what they're going to do is they're going to wait till the baby, or they're going to basically abort the baby, and then sterilize the parents. Yep. Yep. So they move them to Camp Eleven, which is because they need their base. they need their rest, is what they tell everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, they need to do a private inquiry. Basically, yeah. they move them to uh, Area Fifty One. Yeah, and they basically <laughs> perform the Spanish Inquisition on them. They're <laughs> basically right. like, "Tell us what you know. We'll give you sodium pentothal, loosen your lips." And basically, at first, they're really forthcoming with like, uh, "Oh yeah, in our history, what happened was first there was a plague that took out the dogs and cat, or infested the dogs and cats, and so mm-hmm. then the humans killed all the dogs and cats. But they still wanted pets, so they took apes as pets, and mm-hmm. then within two hundred years." Apes were able to do services like mm-hmm. laundry and cooking and cleaning. and They were doing everything for the humans that the humans didn't feel like doing. Yep. And then the apes started to become more self-aware. Yep. After... And then they learned the concept of slavery. Yep. And the apes decided they didn't want none of that. So they said, No! Who, what was the name of that great ape who said no the first time? Oh, Aldo? It was Aldo. Aldo, Yeah. And then, and then they start really pushing the questions as far as like you know, so you never mentioned uh, what were they really pushing oh, on? So she when, oh, when the first yeah, Inquisition yeah, yeah. Zero was like, "I'm a doctor. I've dice. 
I've studied many humans, and so they keep playing the I dice, 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 I dice. What is it? What is it? What is she saying? What is she saying? And she's like, "Yes, oh, so they sodium pentholer, they get her drunk." Yeah, yeah. And which, by the way, apparently won't hurt her baby. Apparently not. Strong baby. Right? Eight babies are just stronger than we are, Steve. That's why they took over. That's right, the Trevor stuff. Basically, she tells them everything. Her job was to be a scientist. She cut them open. She's, she, she did comparative studies between the apes and the humans. Studied their brains, studied their eyes, their veins, their stomachs, their feet, their hair. Took them all apart. Yep. And then sometimes she even killed them. <laughs> yep, that was the job. Right. And so obviously Dr. German is very upset by this and uh, basically is like, all right, get the baby out of there and sterilize the male and yeah. But there are a couple of people who are pointing out, including the president, who points out while we find these things barbaric, in mm-hmm. her time she's doing exactly exactly what we're doing to animals right now. Exactly. Yeah, she's a, dissecting animals. The big that animal was her rights job. angle to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Like, on top of all the very subtle racial connotations. Yeah, very subtle. Very subtle. But yeah, so the apes don't know they're going to get sterilized. They're as subtle as the religious implications in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the racial implications in that one, too. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. So yeah, so the apes don't know they're going to get sterilized. They just know now they're being locked in a room with no windows and only one door. Yep. And Cornelius says, fuck this shit, and like slaps the food plate. Oh, no. Do you remember why he got mad? Because he's a pacifist. Do you remember why Cornelius got so mad at the guy who brought them their food? Candace Draper came in and was like, I got your oranges. And they were both like, oh, we're not that hungry. We just want to get out of here. And he was like, oh, come on, monkeys. It's full of vitamin C. It's good for that baby monkey of yours. And Cornelius takes this as a racial slur yep. and grabs the tray out of the guy's hand and smacks him with it. Apparently pushing his nose through the back of his skull. Apparently, because yeah, the orderly was dead. I was like, "Wait, what?" Did there I, was a did hole I in the that? back of his skull, yeah. like he'd been shot. Yeah, it was like pretty bad. Well, that's the thing. There was like a hole in the back of his skull, and now I'm thinking back. I wonder did if he there's fall a on something or I didn't. So it was just a room with two beds. Yeah, and he fell against the wall. I wonder because that hole does look like a bullet hole. I wonder if there's a scene that maybe got caught where he's unconscious, somebody wants to frame them, and so goes in and shoots him. Ooh, like Dr. German or something. Right? That 100% goes with the themes of this movie, and it makes that scene make more sense. Yeah. But, um, Mm. well, yeah, well, yeah, so he's already attacked the orderly, so it's like, all right, let's, I gotta get you out of here, let's escape, ba ba ba. And they're trying to escape the facility, uh, there's a funky little soundtrack going on, courtesy of Jerry Goldsmith again. Oh yeah, there's that whole scene mm. at the uh, I don't know the checkpoint, like at the gate or whatever, where oh, there's yeah. like the two guards and the guy's like, "Good night, Charlie." Yeah, good night, Charlie. Because one guy's on the phone trying to figure out a catering order. Yeah, it was something really silly, <laughs> um, or like a motorcade order. It was some, it was something kind of silly. And the second guy's like, "All right, I'll see you tomorrow." Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. See you tomorrow. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, no, we need four hundred sandwiches, not five hundred. <laughs> and then uh, so Cornelius is like, "Oh." I see how this works. And he goes in and he hits the gate and he goes, good night, Charlie. I already told you good night. No, I don't need 500 bags of chips. <laughs> and they walk right out the front gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an added wrinkle again, about four seconds into their escape, the labor pains start. Turns out she's due now. 
Yep. Um, and luckily, uh, Dr. Bratton, the uh, lady doctor with the bad glasses. Yeah, she's lady just, bad glasses. She's driving out to Camp 11. Yeah, well, because uh, the other Dr. Braggadocious called her. <laughs> <laughs> Braggadocious, I like it. <laughs> I believe that his name is Bragg, short for Braggadocious. Let's go with that. I'm sorry, Dr. Cocky, I believe is what I've been referring <laughs> yeah. to. Dr. Cocky. Dr. Cocky uh, is, wants to call her out because he wants more people on his side that these aren't dangerous creatures. They could live as a small family unit and not not interfere with anybody. Even though Dr. German is convinced that this baby talking ape could breed with a dumb ape and they would spread like a virus all across this great nation. Indeed. So where does Dr. Bratton take him? Well, the greatest place on Earth. <gasps> the most fabulous show on Earth. Armando Circus! And who's Armando, Steve? Ricardo Armandoman! Ah, he thinks that the the chimpanzee is the finest creature on this planet. And if anyone is going to conquer earth it should be a such a majestic creature if it is god's will then by god it would be by somebody as glorious as you he wants to fuck a monkey right right <laughs> i mean it's ricardo montalban oh, he, he just so has good. that that's it, like before raul julia even like he just had that that charisma and just He's, machismo oh, I love it. the thing is like I his character is so good that no matter what your feeling is on circuses you want to you want to be an animal in his circus <laughs> He loves his animals. Yes, I want to be an animal in the circus, as long as it's Ricardo Montalban. Tell me you wouldn't want to, your next life, be one of the animals in Ricardo Montalban's circus. Um, yeah, I mean, if I were to be an animal. Yeah, you could be go be one of his cheetahs. <laughs> if, I, if I were starring in The Lobster, I'd be like, I don't care what animal, as long as I'm in Armando's circus. Hmm, Armando, what does Armando really need? You know, he's got a thing for chimps. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, he's really got a thing for chimps. Indeed. Uh, but they get the circus, and an ape baby is born. And what do they name this baby? Baby Milo. After its father? Hmm? Right? Not that right. His dad's name is Cornelius. Is it? I mean... You know what? Let's not get into that. Let's, well, I, I, I don't know. It's it's Ape City. Things might be different there. But then we hear some noises from the corner of the circus. <gasps> oh, what is that? It's another chimp. Ooh. And she's watching with her baby. She's showing Zero what she can expect. Yeah, little, uh, what's that ape's name? Eloise? Eloise. Yeah. And the two ape babies look exactly the same. Yeah. Almost as if it was played by the same ape baby. Weird. Movie magic. No. <laughs> and this is where Ricardo Montalban gives the new little ape baby his St. Francis of Assisi medal. St. Francis right. of Assisi is a real... Priest, Sorry, real Catholic saint. saint who is the patron saint of animals. Yeah. And he has a day where you can take your animals to a Catholic church and get them blessed. Aww. Many of my pets have been blessed. Aww. It's adorables. Toads adorbs. You know how great it is having goats blessed. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I hope I to not see that. I have somewhere. Uh, I'm sure you do. I need to dig those out for the podcast. Little ashes on their forehead and stuff. Oh, or... no, they use the holy water. Oh, okay. Doesn't show as well in the photographs, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, so we go back to the military base, and uh, Dr. German, uh, I've written down, oh, that's a cute red-headed messenger that just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, she has to be something in this movie, right? Nope. Nope. 
Not even a bit. Just... Wait, where does her where does her storyline go, Steve? Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they have the uh, brilliant idea to search all the menageries, all the zoos, and all the circuses. Oh no! Because you know, if only you could have stayed one more month, then I could travel. You could travel with us all the way to Florida and start your own intelligent ape colony out in the Everglades. Right. But alas, you must flee, flee as fast as you can. Okay, let me just. <laughs> Talk to Eloise for a moment. We, uh, we, we have a certain bond, you, you see. Oh, yes, yes, with your identical babies. Yes, yes. Remember, don't remove that St. Francis of Assisi chain from your baby's neck. No, never, never, never. Okay. So then. <laughs> <laughs> so then basically they run from the circus, um, oh, and uh, Dr. Cocky, oh. Yeah, Dr. Cocky goes, oh, there's a shipyard on the other side of yeah. the mountain from here where I used to play as a kid. Nobody will ever bother you down there. I played for hours down there and nobody ever found me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and as they're leaving, basically Cornelius is like, if they catch us, they're going to torture us and then probably kill us. Give us a way to end our own lives. Yeah. And Dr. Cocky's like, well, I do have a gun. Yeah. So this is where the movie starts getting... Really kind of dark. <laughs> it went. It went from like, oh my god, they're gonna murder a baby and sterilize a family dog yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> to family murder suicide. Oh dog. my! It's careful. Hold on, everybody. It's gonna get a little weirder. <laughs> um. So yeah, he hands him a gun with a couple bullets in it, a little six shooter. And they they have to What's go the... through the oil fields, yeah. and then over the mountain and into the shipyard. Yeah. Yeah. And. Oh, yes, yes, that's right, because the uh, military come to the circus and they're searching it, and Ricardo Montalban is just going off about whatever. How how apes are the best, how they should take us over, how anybody trying to fight this doesn't understand the natural order of things. And yeah, uh, like, if you saw the first fish born on land, you would think it was a freak, too. Yeah, he was talking about Eloise's baby, and it was like, oh, it's the first chimpanzee born in captivity. It's like the first fish being born on land. Oh, the the first... No, it's not the first chimpanzee being born in captivity, because they mentioned the zoo already had four. It's the first chimpanzee born in a circus. Oh. So, first road baby. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, But yeah, well, they're going through the oil pumps. Uh, Zira leaves her carpet bag behind. Because. I think she's supposed to be tired, but it sort of feels like she's planting it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she like, totally like, goes back and like kind of plants it in a corner, but it's like, you could also just throw it in the bushes and no one will check them. Right? You should have yeah. left that down on uh, Santa Monica. Yeah. <laughs> it was just right? like with some hooker's bag. Right? Ugh. But uh, yeah, the police are hot on the trail. Dr. German. That's mm-hmm. right. He's like up there in the field, like looking around. He sees, oh, a little, uh, little broken down ship over th- Oh my god, there's a monkey man walking around There's it. a monkey hanging out on that abandoned ship! Yeah, Cornelius is kind of walking around on the deck, uh, but he was getting like blankets or something to... Oh, he was looking for a cleaner out. spot, we find out later. Oh, that's right, that's Because right, then that's it cuts right. to them, and she needs to feed the baby. They're hiding inside, and they're commenting about how absolutely filthy it is, and how it's yeah. really sad that... Uh, that Dr. Um, Dr. Cocky used to play there as a child. Maybe yeah. it was cleaner when he was a kid. Yeah. So yeah. she needs to feed, feed the baby. So he's looking for a cleaner spot. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dr. German, he's going rogue. Yeah. No need for backup. I'm going to go in and end this myself. And the... He's going to do the German solution. <laughs> the final solution. <laughs> On these poor monkeys. <laughs> Too dark? Oh, Too, oh. Too oh, dark for planet. We're not even getting to the dark part <laughs> yet. Uh, so yeah, so he pops up around. And he's like, "Zira, just give me the baby." 
Well, uh, I'll take care of it. Give it to me or I'll, I'll shoot you. And she's like, whatever, fuck you. Vroom, and starts running off. Yeah, runs out onto the deck. Runs out on the deck and gets shot in the back. God damn it. And Just as everyone's pulling up to watch Dr. Yep. German shoot her in the back. All the police and stuff After the president out. specifically said, I want all the apes returned alive. And then, oh no, she dropped Milo. <gasps> rounds into the baby yep hashtag uh, child murder so cornelius is up on the deck he witnesses this goes into full dad rage and starts shooting at dr german yeah yeah he, he killed a cop he and kills then, a cop and so then the, the cops fire back Cornelius mm-hmm. gets shot and falls from like the top of the ship and Pretty falls much like 30 40 deck. feet Thunk. he's dead yep Zira's still moving, though. That's right. She she grabs the baby. No one will have her baby. Throws the baby in the water. Into the water. Because nobody's going to have that baby. And then crawls over to the corpse of her husband. And dies on top of him. Yep. Well, Dr. German stands there looking pretty horrified at what he's done. Indeed. He murdered a family of... He's Future. about to go to Aspac in prison. Yeah, he <laughs> if is. he's lucky. No, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna quietly take him out on one of those military bases because they can't let this get out. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but then we cut back to Armando Circus. They're packing up to go to Florida. If only they could have stayed one more week. Oh, Eloise, your beautiful baby is getting bigger every day. Ooh, it's almost like he's bigger than every time I see him. He's growing at an enormous rate. And his eyes have such a humanity to them. He's so intelligent. So intelligent. And we pull back on the baby to see he's wearing a medal. <gasps> what is this? The ba- as the baby grabs the bars, we hear... Mama! 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 Baby Milo survived! That's why the baby had to go into the harbor because she had to hide the evidence that it wasn't it wasn't her baby. Exactly. Roll credits. The end of humanity. Oh, baby Milo's gonna get his genetics out there. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's gonna be slinging that Milo yogurt all over the place. He's gonna start his own colony in Florida. <laughs> so, do you think? Armando knows that that's Milo. Of course. He's got the, the Francis of Assisi's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's he has just, to know. He's just going to play along? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's Ricardo Montalban. It's Ricardo Montalban. Of course, he's going to assist God. in the our ape overlords finally overtaking us. Exactly. As God intended. So, ladies and gentlemen, escape from the planet of the apes. <laughs> Babe. I'm loving these fucking sequels. I am so glad you're into these. <laughs> I know that you were very much thinking these were going to be really hokey. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. like, made for our podcast. But yeah. this is actually crazy high caliber for our podcast. It actually kind of is. I'm a little disappointed. No, <laughs> the storylines in these are so good and so dark. Yeah, and they're all different from one another, too. At least these yeah. first three. Like, and, and I think the next two start getting into, like, war movie kind of territory, yeah. from what I understand. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we have fun facts. What? More beer. No! And what we learn from Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to 
interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we – I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. <laughs> We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to ha. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Yeah. Get better every week. Yeah. Man, babe, I'm a little parched after all that. <laughs> after that oh. incredible ending. Oh my god, I know. Mind blown. Do we have something to drink, Steve? We sure do. From Channel Brewing in Stockton, California, <gasps> uh, we have the... Take this tea, barley wine. Ooh, barley wine. Nine and a half percent. Yeah. Just gonna pop my top here. Oh, my top. A nice little, ooh, nice little 16 ounce can or so. Yeah, this was filled via the crowler uh, method when we were down at Channel Brewing. Excellent. And the pour. 
Yeah, it's a nice dark beer. Yeah, dark brown color. Ooh, uh, it's got a dark khaki colored head. Ooh. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, that smells nice and dark. Oh wow. Almost got a little bit of fruity esters off of it, which yeah. maybe because of its age. Yeah, a little different for a barley wine, but hmm, let's. Uh, you want to take a sip? I'll go in for the sip. Her face. Oh no. Oh. Oh yeah, that's gone sour. Oh, is it? Yeah, we shouldn't drink this. We waited too long, babe. Oh yeah, that's tart. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, blame Channel this. Brewing. I don't blame this beer. I blame us. We got this a couple of months ago, and it's been sitting, and we should have drank it right away. All right. Well, who wants some fun facts? Fun facts, super fun facts, because fun, fun facts. Two and a half million dollar budget. <gasps> Third in a series of movies. Yeah. How much do you think it made? Ooh, ten million. Twelve million. Ooh, better. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Zira's first line in the presence of humans, because I loathe bananas, uh, is a reference to Kim Hunter's real distaste for the fruit, Ooh. which originated during the filming of the first Planet of the Apes movie. Uh, the actors portraying apes were required to keep their makeup on during breaks in order to save time, so the rest of the crew apparently uh, often called them monkeys and offered bananas to mock them. Oh. Right? Kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's... Almost like the racism that they were experiencing in the films. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Humans are awful. Alright, this movie takes place in 1973, which, if you watch all the first five original Planet of the Apes films, in strict in-story chronolo chronology, this is actually the origin story, setting up the other four movies in the TV series. Yeah, it is. It sure is, yeah. Alright, this one, babe. <clears throat> For the death scene. <gasps> Cornelius and Zero were originally going to be ripped apart by a pack of Doberman pinchers led Ooh. by Dr. Haslein. Oh, shit. But producers thought the scene would be far too gruesome, so they were killed by shotguns instead, and their baby was lit up like a goddamn Christmas tree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this also looked less hokey. Like, they it would have been, they would have had a tough time getting the effects right, getting them torn apart by True, yeah, they're like ripping off a hand and the dog's just shaking it ah. back and forth and there's like ketchup everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, babe, what did we learn from Escape from the Planet of the Apes? I learned that Ricardo Montalban is the greatest motherfucker on screen. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we not get a movie with him and Raul Julia? How great would a movie where they were father and son have been? That would have been perfect. We will have to check the, the Montalban uh, filmography and see if we can get him. Fem Montalban! Montalban! Yeah. Um, I learned mm -hmm. not all apes like bananas. It's true. Um, I also learned I would totally watch a sitcom where two apes from the future came back and lived in modern day Los Angeles. I 100% would watch that that sitcom. <laughs> you know what? Not even modern day Los Angeles. 1970s Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. That'd be down. My 70s monkey show. <laughs> <laughs> -da 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 -da. Um, I also learned dogs and cats helped bring about the end of humanity. It's true. <laughs> That's why you can't kill the cats, Steve. It's ki the death of all the dogs and cats that led to the rise of the apes. Mm, so yeah. you have to keep them alive. The longer you keep them alive, keep then the, the less reliant on monkeys we will become. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. Steve. They're, they're definitely easier to smack around than monkeys. I was going to say, you think our pets are awful? Do you want a monkey in this house? No. 
No, 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 I do not. <laughs> also, I like how we keep saying monkey, even though we've already established that that's a racist term for the <laughs> apes. <laughs> Those filthy apes. Damn dirty apes. So, babe, would you recommend? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely check out this movie. Go, it, go watch all these it, movies, guys. It was a weird, fun little movie. It, yeah, <laughs> but it's not a bad movie in any way, shape, or form. It it's really excellently executed. The, the acting through that makeup is so phenomenal. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it because, like, even a smaller budget or whatever, they only had the, well, I guess three technically yeah. masks and stuff to work with, but then two for the majority of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it, it came through really good. The, I gotta say, the expressions, I know everybody talks about it, but it is, it's... Because it's so good. Like, Roddy McDowell and the gal who played Kim Zia, Hunter. Kim Hunter, that they got through there. Roddy McDowell, in so many scenes, he is saying something and he's in the background just, ah, ah. He gets so much emotion through that mask. It's phenomenal. Yeah. He does a lot of, like, wide-eyed, jaw-dropped, like, what did just came out of her mouth? <laughs> you know, like when she accuses him of spousal abuse in the last one. <laughs> What? That was the best look. <laughs> the, and him just looking around like, what? 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 I'm a pacifist. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, thank you for listening. Um, Happy New Year. I know Happy it's uh, still early in 2019. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at yeah. EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Everything I learned from movies. We also have a Patreon page if you want to swing by there at patreon.com slash EILF movies. That's everything I learned from movies. And join uh, some of our incredible Patreons like Mitch and Dando and Mike and Chris and Ruben and Erica and Jarrett and Lisa, Brant. Yeah. Uh, Liz and Paul, Diane and Paulina, uh, and Drew. Drew from the Real Feels. Real Feels. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. You guys are all the best. Thank you guys so much. Um, and yeah, and if you have uh, movies you want to check out or something, let us know. Yeah, hit us up. Yeah, hey, Patreons, you guys get to make requests. Yeah, and also, if you're looking for incredible art, how can <gasps> they find some of that, babe? I have no idea. All right. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I have an Etsy shop where I have some movie monster art. I ha- I drew every single American Kennel Club recognized dog breed and put it on a large print. I have cat art. I have all kinds of fun stuff. It's at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Etsy.com. Everything's available on there. If you go to my website, izzycreates.com, I have links to stuff on Redbubble and TeePublic, and there's so much good stuff. If you have any questions, you can message me on those things. I'm at Untidy Venus on almost everything, and Izzy Creates on all the rest. <laughs> Excellent. So until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, everything I, I Learned, learned from, from Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody.